I was going to say, um, I remember just fucking, you see, you have that motivation spike, but it didn't help the fact that when we were there, you'd walk into that staff room and it would just be negativity. Just yeah. people just moaning the whole time. And this is, when he was going there, mate, I tried to give him some tips, like stay away from other trainers. So when, the, when, you, when you're in doing your shifts, go around, walk, talk to people. Yeah. Make use of time, daily challenges, fucking... Make use of your classes. That's the worst thing, mate, is the negativity for the staff room and basically other trainers talking to each other off on shift. Yeah, is that talking to members or talking to each other? Easy. You know, it is easy, mate, because I found myself on shifts as well getting caught into that. Like, you get drawn into it, didn't you? Just ended up stoning your talk. Aye, 100%. You're like 10 minutes, 15 minutes away, and you're like, fuck, I've been out there speaking to somebody. I didn't realise how negative it was until I left. And then I was like, fucking hell, that place was so depressing. Uh, it was, um, there was a lot of politics going on in amongst everybody, wasn't there, as well? It's, it wasn't uh, healthy. You were just getting in there, doing your own work and fucking yeah. that's I remember what, uh, that's what Sud was like. Then we just came in. Sud's still there, mate. Yeah, so but no, I, I just remember he used, to, he used to come in, do his job and leave. And he was like, I remember one day he said to me, he was like, I've got friends. Yeah. I'm here for my work. And I was like, fair enough, man. It's true, isn't it? Very true, mate. Like, just come in there, do your work, make the money and go, in it? Like, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good luck to you, good, good time, mate. I'm not sitting there going, it was, it was fucking good. I, I, it was good times as well in Pure Gym. It's Aye, there was good laughs in that. Good starting place, mate. Oh, look at myself and you, mate. That was your first PD job, wasn't it? And it was my it first. It was, yeah. My first. Well, to be That's what I say to people. People are brand new in the job. I'm like... They'll take advantage of you, but you can take advantage of them. Yeah. I always just use my example as well. I'm like, I knew a guy who came in, smashed it, like sold his soul for six months, but then yeah. left with half the members and went up a boot camp. Yeah, like, that's what that's what I says to John. I says, you need to get. I says, mate, when I went in there, I says, I just fucking was in there twelve hours a day. The only day I never was in there was a Saturday, and I just used to talk to everybody and fucking try and build that boot camp up. And, yeah, make, make a business and make use of it. I says that's the only thing you can do. And I says I never had anything else. I never did any fallback. I didn't want to do anything else. You have to have that in your mind. That's all you want to do, mate. Is be a PT or a coach. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, otherwise, you'll end up fucking six months down the line, and you're going for an interview with fucking ASDA or BT or. I remember guys coming in who already had jobs, and yeah. they never did well until they quit that job. Well, because it's just you know yourself, mate. It's a full time. It's you need to be in there twelve hours a day, yeah. talking to every single member, mate. Every single person, building relationships, making sure you're doing the right gen, doing the right things. Do you know what I mean? So, aye. I don't miss it though. No, I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't miss it. When I, when I left, mate, I was like, oh, this feels great, just having my own life and just building my own and not doing the hours. And but I was obviously grateful as well, mate, because it gave me a platform to actually learn about PT, learn about doing the things like lead generation, learning how hard it is to get and grind and be a personal trainer, as you know, and I know it's no, um, it's not the glamorous things that other people on the outside think it is. It's fucking, it's a lot of hard days, mate, a lot of hard slogs, a lot of fucking self-doubt as well in there. Yeah, man, it can be lonely as well. Sometimes you can put in your own head. I mean, I find that with, especially online coaching, you're not around people all the time. Sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm like, I need to speak to somebody. <laughs> I need to see a face. Yeah, I is, mate. No, I done um, online coaching when the lockdown happened. The book yeah, yeah. started online coaching, doing the programs. Um, signed up with Big Phil Graham's program because he was all about online coaching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, fucking enjoyed it, mate. But it was it's the same as what you're saying there. Is see the interaction and being amongst people. That's what I, I needed, mate. Um, because that's what I enjoy, that's what I thrive on, being in that group mentality. Whereas yeah, online, yeah. you spend most of, I was spending most of my time on my phone or on my computer, mate. It's you funny you mean? say that. I'm with Phil Graham right now, and I'm, I'm the same. I'm just, I'm thinking about going back to like a monthly workout or something, even yeah. if it's just for the members, just to get some yeah. interaction. Like, I love the, the online coaching, I love the freedom. But some, day, some days, it, maybe it's like, I don't know a Thursday and I've spent four days sitting on my phone messing people and I'm just like I need to put this phone down yeah. and just go outside <laughs> just, that's a, you just, just go look at a tree or something like that. Just 
I, I, when the obviously the the boot camp started back up, mate, I'm fucking. I just knocked the online on the head. Already the program going, I had women in it, and I just let them go to the end of the program. And I just said, I'm just going to go and back to the boot camps and just do the. I says, I just need to do the house and away from my phone. Yeah, man. So now, I've, now I've started building back up to do do a program, but I've put um, things that I've learned from obviously doing the first one mm-hmm. and this one, like not being on the phone all the time. No being so fucking secluded. I've still got coaching in the boot camp and stuff, so I've still got that one-to-one interaction and doing it that way, mate, because it's not as easy. It's obviously a big filmmaker suit about impact, freedom, happiness, money. Aye, aye. Every individual is different. Do you know what I mean? Every yeah, I think to be fair, when, when you, you go there, it's all like the... They actually spoke with us the other day. One of the guys on it was saying about how he's struggling with it and they just turned around and it wasn't Phil Graham, it was one of his minions. He just turned around and he was like, mate, online might just not be for you and that's not a problem, but you need to work that out Yeah. so you can then know what you need to do next. Yeah, and and obviously when you're in for, when you're in his program, mate, it's all geared towards online. So some people Aye. might some people might not even know that they're getting there with gyms, but you can still take the principles and all the things that he teaches you in there. Do you know what I mean? Like building membership sites, membership hubs, all this. 100%. Basically, everything, everything his program is, mate. You make your program. It's a copy and paste in it. Yeah, yeah. And then the accountability and just obviously been in there with the people who are making good money, mate. It drives yeah. you up, isn't it? Yeah, it gives you more weight a wee bit. Yeah. Um, right, so for the purpose of the podcast, uh, this is my pal Stuart. We worked in Pure Gym together. How long did we work in Pure Gym for? I think it was... No, I don't think it was more than How a year. How long were you there for? I was there for 10 months. Right, so I was in Pure Gym for like just over two years. Stuart was there for 10 months. We both left at the same time. Um, yeah. I remember I put in a month's notice and Stuart put in like a day's notice. He was like, by the way, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I don't think it was that much. <laughs> but to be fair, Pure Gym, you're not employed by them. Um, so it was if you had a contract or anything. So when I left, I went up to the Isla Lewis. And when Stuart left, he went and set up a boot camp, which is called Body Fit. To be honest, you've probably heard of it because everyone fucking has. Um, <laughs> I have people up here, mate, being like, have you had a Body Fit, Jack? I'm like, how okay. the fuck do you know what that is? Um, <laughs> and yeah, we're just obviously lockdown that's happened. Our business has completely changed. As we're saying there, Stuart tried online. He's going back to boot camps. I've stayed online, so we thought we'd have a wee chat and just talk over some like uh, fitness stuff, mental health, where we're at, how we got here, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Happy days, but I'm excited to be on your podcast. So um, it's been a while since I've done any of these sorts of things, talking on other people's podcasts, but I enjoy it. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying where I'm at at the moment. Obviously, just in life with the lockdowns, the pandemic, it's obviously been a surreal time. And personally, mate, I just take each day as it comes, like everybody at the moment, because we don't know what's going to happen. Let's face it, the world is fucking turned upside down at the moment. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever we speak about today, mate. I'm happy to speak about anything, to be honest. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I think it's just, it's funny how things have been flipped. I remember, like, pre-lockdown, and I, I always thought, unless you're like a bodybuilder, I kind of turned my nose up online. I was like, online training and then lockdown we didn't have a choice no. we, were, we were bullied into it and uh, to be fair I remember some of the things that I do in lockdown for online I look back to it now and I'm like never again even like daily live classes being Joe Wicks <laughs> being there done that not going back to it, doing star jumps and high knees every morning <laughs> it was crazy mate but it was that it's that human instinct in it survival yeah, so when that happened, everybody fucking panicked, pressed the, obviously the, the nuclear red button, done, it's like a big rocket, you know, everybody was in survival mode, people yeah, went, fuck. especially in our business, like personal trainers, gyms getting shut down, that's all people had. Like I, I mean, you're like Zoom classes, fucking whatever, do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, what can we do? What, what, how, can we, how can we make money? Um, how, basically, mate, how can we... Make money, and how can we keep our clients training and obviously yeah, keep them motivated keep, and happy? Because it was a keep them motivated and tough then, time. Then obviously, no feel as if we're a sinking ship. Try to obviously keep other people motivated because obviously our 
line anchors, line incomes went, and uh, it was a surreal time, but I got through it, mate. It I was know. good. Was, See, to uh, be fair, like, I sometimes feel guilty saying this. I don't, I hated the second lockdown, but I quite liked the first one. I quite enjoyed, like, doing the online stuff, and the weather was brilliant. I always say that we had that lockdown, it was absolutely brilliant weather. And I, I, quite, I know some people lost their jobs and had a terrible time, but I think back to lockdown, and I'm like, that was all right. <laughs> I think, I think it was uh, the summer one. It was, as you said, mate, the weather was fucking, it was great. People were on, at that time, people, not many people lost their job to get put on furlough. Yeah. People were getting, obviously, full pay. Uh, it was, everybody was just enjoying the summer, getting out walks. That's that's what I remember, doing the Zoom classes. And yeah. it was really, it was really, nobody really knew what was going on, mate, because, yeah. like, it was just like, I definitely noticed and with clients and myself as well, a major motivation shift in the first and second one. Like the first one, doing classes, doing live Zooms, they were busy, people were excited. Second one, they were quieter. And then even looking at my own workouts, the first lockdown, there were like 30-minute workouts. The second lockdown, there were like 12, just because I was like, oh, fuck, man, another 6 a.m. Zoom workout. And since I've done this, not just for the pandemic, mate, since I've been a, a PT, a coach, running the boot camps, I noticed, mate, just over the, the full cycle of the year, people's motivation. So what really happens, say we take it for January, people, we all we understand, people are motivated. It's a time of the year where people want to make change, the, the new year, new me, set new goals, new year resolutions. And that peak, really, this isn't even without a pandemic, that drives right up to summer holidays. Till you hit about June, July, and it peaks. And then when it gets to there, it just the motivation starts to subside all the way down into Christmas, back to start again. Then yeah, that, absolutely. Then again, that, that drive starts again. So when you notice that, then with a pandemic in the mix and people locked down and things getting took away, like Christmas and fucking getting go to the pub or got to meet your pal for a coffee, that second lockdown was a fucking killer. Yeah, totally agree, man. Um, I even found like even like this, you're talking about that wave. Yeah. Uh, like this, speaking to people starting November, being like, oh, you know, like, you know, you enter, I really want to lose weight. I really want to get in good shape and stuff. I think I'll start in January. And I'm like, you've got two months left of the year. Why are you writing those two, mon- those two months off? And I think you're right. You just, like the summer ends, you maybe have the kind of post-summer, like September boost of, right, I want to get back into it. The kids are back to school. Yeah. And then they just kind of go, ah, it's Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly how it goes, mate. It's And this time of the year, the weather, you can take it. I, agree, I, f- I mean, we're probably sure you feel it yourself sometimes. I mean, I was joking with some of my clients being like, that 6 a.m. alarm is piss easy in summer. But when it gets this time of year and you're waking up to darkness and it's raining and you have to go for a walk, you're just like, fuck, man. Or even with a dog and that, you've got a dog as well. Sometimes you open the door at night and you look outside and you just go, do you really need me? Like, do you really need the toilet? 100%, mate. So that's obviously why it's important that you keep top of your exercise, your nutrition, your habits, your consistency, because it gets you through this time where, as you say, it's no easy to go up at fucking six in the morning yeah, when the, the chipman, the sun isn't coming up, it's obviously lashing down and it's fucking cold. So having, obviously, your consistency in your routine, mate, it's essential at this time of year. Yeah, totally. It gets you gets you through the winter. Do you know what I mean? And mm. obviously, adding wee things into your your diet, like supplement with vitamin D and, and stuff like that. You know yourself, cod liver oil. Yeah, yeah. These things are going to massively help you and improve your mood. I guess a big thing that's affected people working from home is have losing that routine, not getting outside, literally out of the bed in the office, not leave, not leaving the house and stuff like that. I've started having them do. Um, fake commutes, my clients who work from home, just been like, get up, walk 10 minutes away from the house, yeah. turn around and walk back, just to get you outside, get yeah. some fresh air. Basically, basically, working from home is like self-isolating, mate. Yeah. Without actually self-isolating, and this is why people are obviously, st- I don't know if you, mate, but I've noticed a lot of people's moods are obviously a lot fucking, people are a lot nippier, mate, a lot stressed, more anxious, and a lot short temper with people, even mm-hmm. you're just in one of the public parks and people are apprehensive. People are not smiling. Not smiling, mate. It's it's obviously uh, it's a t- it's a period of time where 
there's a lot of anxiety in there. I mean, I still see people cutting about an older generation outside, gloves and masks on. They're just terrified. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important that first and foremost you get the message of the the first the, the things you should be prioritizing are obviously your fitness, your health, your nutrition, because these things keep you in a stable platform, mate. Keep the stress levels down. Yeah. If you know yourself, mate. Uh, no matter what you do, see if you've done a, a workout, an exercise, you've just got moving somehow, you just get sweating, you just things just feel better. Yeah. Not just in the body, but in life, you're able to control things better. Totally agree, man. Even getting out for a walk, just getting some fresh air, get the body moving, get the heart pumping a wee bit, just makes a life difference. Even things like some of my clients, like, oh, we're going to improve your energy, your energy. How are we going to achieve that? I'm like, drink more water, drink three litres. And they're like, what do you mean? But like you've been dehydrated for 30 years. Just start drinking more water and you're going to feel class. That's Just making simple, small changes. But no, you're right, man. 100%. Absolutely right. 100%, mate. Just keep on top of your, your daily habits, mate. Your exercise, your nutrition, your steps, your water. Doing the right things, mate. And that'll keep you in a steady plane for you. Keep the stress levels low, definitely. That's what I do personally, mate, is just keeping top of the basics, the fundamentals. And it always keeps me basically on the, the straight and narrow. And it doesn't get me too down or too up. I just cope and deal with it as we go on. Yeah, man. Um, right, so here's a question for you then. So those on the podcast, I've done my story before, how I got to where I am. So Stuart, tell us how you got to where you are now. So from what I remember, <laughs> you played football? Where did I start? Yep, so basically I, I grew up. In Hamilton, mate. So my mum moved out to Hamilton when maybe I was about seven or eight, seven or eight years old. And all I did, mate, with my mates then was just play football. Actually, mate, ate football, slept football, breathed football. Literally, mate, I didn't want to be anything else but a football player. Oh, yeah. That's all I did, mate. I was kicking the balls about the street. I was getting chased off the neighbours, hitting the balls into gardens, getting chased out. Pretty much every single day, mate, was playing football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, basically, that was my dream, mate. So you, you've got a dream. Everybody has, has got a dream. Eh? When they grow up, they want to be something or they want to do something for their life. People have got dreams now. That was my dream. That's what I wanted to be. And that was coming to fruition when I signed for Rafe Rovers on YTS at 15. I moved through to Kirkcaldy, from Hamilton to Kirkcaldy. And to be honest, I felt really homesick just moving for like literally what what is it an hour down the road? But at that yeah. age, you're used to your home comforts, you're used to uh, uh, your mates playing football. And I moved through to Kirkcaldy and signed with At that time, though, within that six month period, the Bay Frobers were going through a transition, and they brought a guy in called Claude Anelka, who Nicholas Anelka's brother. Right. Okay. No, many people know Nicholas and Elkis. So they brought his brother and his manager, and he brought a full foreign French contingency of players in. Right, okay. And the flat that they put us up in, the YTSs, five of us, they basically kicked us out and put these French players in so they could stay there. And they said basically that we had to commute from like Glasgow and Hamilton to Kirkcaldy every day. But obviously, it wasn't okay. Easy. Wasn't it feasible? So Hamilton came in and signed me, took me off, uh, Rafe Rovers, and that was ideal for me because back then, mate, it was um, it was literally a 10-minute walk from my house to Hamilton. Okay, yeah, yeah. This, this, you're still 15 at this point? No, no, so this is moving on. This is 17, 17. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah. 17, mate, then, mate, when I signed with Hamilton. Absolutely flying at Hamilton, mate. Absolutely flying. Loved it, was in around the first team, training with them, playing games. Then in the, the old football culture, mate, you've got gambling, you've got out, you've got boozing, you've got drinking, you've got to the nightclubs. Yeah, yeah. Everybody will know when at that age you get the, the distractions. So I was no different, mate. I go into gambling, go into drinking, all these sorts of things. And these only got to be the excuse for my story. These only got to be the excuse, but that got me hooked on on gambling basically. And at nineteen, I got called in to the the manager's office, Barry Reid, and he said that basically I was getting released for Hamilton at nineteen, and that broke me. So it did. That broke me. That 
basically told them my dream at, at that age. If I known what I know now, it wouldn't have affected me. But as a young guy, yeah, yeah, a lot going on in my head. There was a lot going on in in, in my background, like my family life with my mum and a, her partner at the time. They were going through a, a bad time, splitting up. That also affected me. So there was a whole range of things going on in my head at that time, mate. When I get released. And I always remember the day I get released, I walked up the road greeting just because I was like, what am I going to do now? I don't know where to go. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I was lost. There. Never that real father figure of support there. They say, listen, this is um, where we can go for here or it'll be all right. Don't worry. You can get back on track. Never really had that. And I think that going to that father figure and getting off track, I think this is somewhere we're looking back in my past where I went wrong because I never had that father figure in my life to direct me. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just my mum, her partner at the time who split up. And I never that 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 figure there to go, this is the right direction. So when that happened, I ended up going to a slippery slope into gambling, became addicted to gambling. So for 19, it was 22, my life was a car crash. I was basically using gambling as an emotional escapism for the reality. Obviously getting released for Hamilton and letting that affect me. Somebody telling me that I wasn't good enough to play football, mate. And that three years, mate, was a car crash. I was fell out of my mum. was sleeping on my pal's couch. And there was times I just was like, do you know what? I just don't want to be here, mate, because the gambling had really took hold. I hit my, I hit my rock bottom and I just thought, I can't do this anymore. And yeah, that's yeah. Ages of 21. And when I was staying with my mate, I was staying with my mate on sleeping on a wee camp bed in his, in his living room. And he was training to go to the Royal Marines at Ibrooks. Yeah, yeah. RMR Ibrooks. And he says, just come down here and start the training with him. It'll make you feel better. You'll give you, obviously, a sense of purpose. And it'll get you just fucking thinking better and steady all the fucking carry-on that was going on in my head, the gambling and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, that's fine, let's do it. So I went down and started training with him, felt better, and I was like, do you know what? I might actually go and join, like going up and join the army or maybe join the Marines. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I'll go to the army. This is when I was training and I thought, do you know what? I'll go and join the army. So I went to the army careers office, had the interview with a guy, basically... Went through everything, mate. Went through everything you could get through, the interview process, the talking. And then they send away for your, your medical, your medical records for the doctor, just to right. make sure yeah, yeah. That everything's all right. So they sent away for them. And basically I get a letter through the door saying that I had been rejected for the army for 12 months at least because of my medical records. I went to the doctor about my gambling, about depression, about... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. So that was all on my record within the last six months because when I was obviously in a bad way, mate, I was had to go. I went to the doctor just to say, listen, I don't feel mentally here. I was in a gambling. I feel depressed. I don't know what to do with myself. So that was all on my medical records and the army knocked me back. And I was like that. It was, as you can imagine, at that point, this was a an escape for me. As in yeah. to get away from all the, the fucking destruction I'd caused. So... I was like, do you know what? I'll stick with the Marines, the training. And I went for the, the Marines as well. I thought, do you know what? I'll go and just try and get in the Marines as well. So it's the same process in the Marines, but what the Marines do is they send you to their own personal doctor. So they don't send away for medical records. You just get in and see a doctor and he yeah, does yeah. a on you. So he just went in and asked me questions. How are you feeling? I was like, fucking brand new, mate. Obviously lying to him. Never felt better. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> He's like, good, weighed Jay, all the measurements, ticked me off and passed me for the medical, but they didn't. So I don't understand how that still works today, why the army send away for your personal medical records and the Navy do like a, send you to their own doctor. Right, okay. I was like, fuck here, I might have got away, I might have got away with this one, they make no sense. So lo and behold, mate, basically, I go into the Marines. Basically, I go in... They start the PRMC, which is a pre-joining course. So you can get down there and make sure you physically can do all the, 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 the um, physical tests. Mm -hmm. And it's a story everybody always goes, but you get knocked back for the army, but you get in the Marines. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> but because of this, mate, because of the medical. And it's mad because 
the Marines got that medical form, it would have had the same, like gambling, depression, yeah, yeah. mind state, and they would have same, they'd have deferred me back for another 12 months. So basically I went to the Marines, mate, at 22, off of my mate's couch, with basically, this was my last chance to go and do something, because after I get released for Hamilton at 18, it was just, a, that three years was just a car crash, destruction, gambling. Basically tore my soul at me, I'd the things that I'd done gambling back then, mate, and, and as people can imagine what addiction does to you, whether it's gambling, alcohol, drugs, it all does the same thing to you, mate, and, internally, do you know what I mean? It rips it out. So that was my only hope, getting away to the Marines, mate, at 22. And just getting done in that train, mate, I just thought, do you know what, this is the only chance I've got to get down here and fucking pass this training and make something myself. Not just... The, the destruction and all the, the stuff that I'd left there, but just for myself, mate, to give myself another chance. Yeah, Especially at that age, mate, I meant mentally. So I was going down there fresh, mate, basically the suit I'd on, the stuff I'd in my bag, the job centre, they paid for it all. So oh, wow. I, so they paid for my suit, mate, they paid for my, my clothes, do you know what I mean, to go there. So I... Yeah. Looked after me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, to go down there and get a good crack. So they did. So I was going down there like, well, I've not got anything else. It's either now or never. Do you know what I mean? So I'm down there with that attitude, mate. Trained down to Lumsden Commando at 22. Off the train as a young guy. Met with a drug sergeant. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? I'm into. He's like, straight up to the foundation block. And the foundation block in the Marines is... Basically, a big block, mate, can hold 60 guys, 60 young guys. And it's basically teach you the very basics of life, mate, like ironing. Mate, right, yeah, yeah. Fucking washing yourself, so getting taught how to get a shower, where to wash yourself, how to wash your hair, how to brush your teeth, how to shave. Just complete discipline and, and a breakdown that you think every guy between 18 to 20, but you could understand. Some don't, some don't. Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Yeah, man, totally, absolutely, 100%. So the very first thing they do, mate, is send you for a haircut. And I mean a haircut, they give you a fucking number one all over. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in that. That marine buzz cut. Basically, uh, it's basically stripping your civilian identity, and then they've got to create a Royal Marine. So everybody starts in there. It doesn't matter where you've came from. Doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter what language you speak, doesn't matter what colour you are, you're all the same. You all start the same. I've got to build you up to be a Royal Marine. And that is basically, mate, where my journey started, like from basically my personal my personal development journey, my self-development journey, from yeah. leaving that world the fucking addiction and rejection for the Marines and the car crash to having a platform to then go and build all my life and that's what they did they opened they didn't care mate about all that shit that I'd caused all that addiction all that suffering I created they just gave me a platform to come in and rebuild me back up which I'll be forever grateful for yeah so, yeah uh, two seconds to get a drink of water I'm just ranting on here <laughs> so when I was in the when they opened their arms way. They opened their arms to me, mate. The Royal Marines. It's um, obviously a big brotherhood. It's it's something I'm forever grateful for. He, he, he go and do that. It's not something that I wanted to do, mate. Like I, I didn't want to be in the army. I never thought about being a marine. It's just because of where I was at in my life. Yeah, yeah. An escape route for Glasgow and it just my thoughts, my feelings, and it was just a time that they would give me somewhere that I could go and focus and build myself. And I think it's. When you so look at right the right time, kind of thing. society just now, mate, it's like a lot of the young guys who go to the army and, and stuff like that is to run away and go and do something with their life and get yeah, away yeah. from trouble or get away from their family life, their home life, and to go and build something for themselves. So it's great. It's great in that. It's great in that, that way for young people to go and make something of themselves, mate, because you definitely get a platform to go and build on. Build yeah, yeah. A, a, uh, a lot of fucking life skills, meet a lot of good people, and that's what it did for me, mate. It, it, it really did. It gave me that platform to go and rebuild my confidence, go and become a new person, go and have a different perspective uh, yeah. in life, 
go and meet uh, amazing people, travel the world, build up uh, credibility, reputation, and no, no, just that, mate. It was just build up my own self esteem then, and that 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 period of time. And when I got there, mate, it's a shock to the system. That that nine months, it's the it's the, the longest military training regime in the world. Nine months long. It's one of the hardest. One of the hardest. It's up there with the hardest. And every day was a fucking. It was a struggle, mate, for me. Mm-hmm. Every day was. No, no, physically, I was physically capable. I was fit for the, as you can imagine, being football. I was naturally fit as a young guy. The strength stuff that just came, it was a lot of body weight stuff pull ups, press ups, carrying kit. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of strength and cardio type stuff that suited me. But the mental aspect to it uh, was unbelievable because they're always trying to break you down. They yeah, like yeah, yeah. treating you like a cunt, like you're like a piece of shit in your shoe. All these sorts of things was the toughest part of it. Every day I just used the stuff in my past, the, the anger, the frustration, the worry, the anxiety, the stress, all the fucking negative emotions, mate, I just used for that training experience just because I didn't want to get back to that place. I just fueled you to keep going. Fueled you, aye, and this is something I, I try and teach my own clients, mate. I try and teach people in the boot camp is use your own... Use your own darkness, your own past experiences, negative experiences, and turn them into a positive. And that's yeah, yeah. What like my full past. I've just this, this, uh, spoke about. That's a life lesson, that man. Just have that my that's that's just everything I've just spoke about there, mate. My past, my uh, everything I went through with the gambling and how it made me feel, and not getting into obviously severe detail as I yeah. used all that negative yeah, emotion yeah. is fuel for my fire to go and become a Royal Marine because I didn't want to get back to that life. Yeah, man, that's amazing. Uh, and it's something that people can use. So if MD's... Massive life lesson, that. If MD's listening and I went through a traumatic experience, I went through addiction, I went through feeling no good enough, somebody's told them no good enough, a failure, a knockback, a rejection. I always use these in my life now going forward, mate, as motivation, as fire, as fuel, as negatives, and turn them into positives to what show people that I'll prove them wrong. Whereas back then, I let... A football manager determined my reality because I took that for gospel and I let yeah, him... I deem your worth. Well, I him dictate what, what... Obviously, he didn't know then. He just rejected me for football, but I let that... Aye, he, wasn't, he wasn't doing it maliciously. He was just... No, he was just saying you're no good enough, but I let that fucking fester and, and, and then fall into addiction, mate. And But going forward, and the Marines, I used all the pain and the anger to fucking fuel my fire, mate, and complete and, and get through all the tough days, get through all the training uh, and pass that, that Royal Marine training without a, without, basically without a, without a problem, mate. It wasn't, it's like how everything that was in my way, mate, I just did that anger, I had that fucking determination that I wasn't going to fail at one thing, one test, I wasn't going to fail at one march, I was going to fuck everything, mate, everything, I just flew through it. That's uh, just absolute champions mentality though man isn't it that just not letting oh pain that it got me through it and that's one of the, the things that I continue all through my life now anything I was saying that I think just you saying that there me thinking about you coming into pure gym you set up body fit and stuff like that and yeah I can see that like yeah. in your in the way you approach work and stuff like that, I can see that definitely is that mindset going through yeah. things yeah and that, that's what carried, when you see me coming out of Pure Gym, obviously the seven years later, mate, that's what I feel, mate. I mean, that's why I come out of Pure Gym and I don't talk to you. I go on the gym floor, I set up things, I do this, I fucking talk to you. I, because I have this thing where I don't want to fail, I don't want to get back to the past, I want to keep moving forward. I yeah, want to yeah. that fucking anger that, always put this, I always put anger in me, mate, to move forward, to, to get what I want out of life. And I use my past experiences, the rejection, hurt, fucking my addiction, to feel everything I do now. Because I think life's too short and I never want to get back to that place. I would just yeah, want yeah. to move forward. I still get reje- I still get rejections, knockbacks. I still try things now, mate. And I just use them as motivation. Yeah. And it's something that even like so even like self-belief as well, I think. Just knowing that you can get through it. If you got through that, what what can't you get through? Yeah, exactly, exactly, mate. And this is probably a message in here for this podcast, mate, is using um, your setbacks to catapult you 
Instead of taking, taking two steps, instead of one step back, you're taking two forward. We're using that rejection or that pain yeah. uh, as the fuel to go and achieve what you want to achieve in life. That's it, man. Just don't but look. A failure is a lesson. Failure is only a failure if you give up. Correct, mate. And mm. passing that Royal Marine training, mate, was one of the proudest days of my life. Just for what I'd been through and getting that green berry and standing there, it was emotional. And then I was about to go, go and embark my journey as being a Royal Marine. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. I loved it. I loved the camaraderie. I loved the the the, the guys who I worked with. I went and travelled the world, good, bad. My first job was anti piracy, so I did an anti piracy tour. I was a counter piracy operator for two years. Worked out in the coast of Somalia catching pirates for six months. Did a few other odd bits and bobs. And my second job in the Royal Marines was a motorman. So doing the, the, the motors, doing the motor fire control. Then my time finished in 2017. But within that time in the Royal Marines, it, it, as I said, it gave me the platform. It's not something that I wanted to be. It just gave me the, the opportunity to go and rebuild my life. Yeah. And in that time, I knew this isn't really what I want to do as a career. I always wanted to be a football player. Still, that was still my dream. It's probably is not my dream now, but then they asked me that was my dream. Yeah, so yeah. I thought, what can I do now when I was in the Marines? Because I know this isn't for me. And I wanted to get obviously personal training. I go like because I enjoyed training, I enjoyed the fitness aspect, as you can imagine. And I knew it was time to leave the Marines coming up to 30 years of age, mate. So I took that step, and it's not easy to take that step, mate, when you leave the Marines for the army because. Not say you're brainwashed, but you're brainwashed into being there. Like security, there's nothing better out there. You're a Royal Marine, you're a fucking elite operator. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's hard to get out of that. And you've got a steady income coming in every month as well. So you're like, this is a big step to go and, to go and change your life completely. But when I was in there, I looked up the ladder. So I looked at the corporals, I looked at the sergeants, I looked at 10 years in front of me, and I looked where the guys were, and I thought, so that's where I'll be in 10 years. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want that. I want to go and back into the big bad world. When I was going back into that big bad world, my all my perception, my reality, where all the shit that had happened before I went into the Marines. So I was trying, what was this awards? I was trying to formulate that. My brain is, it's no like that when I get back out. Yeah. Eight years of experience as a Marine, I can use this experience to go and put it into something else like being a personal trainer and try and get out the, the mindset of, oh shit, I'm getting back into that world. It's almost like the Marines created a bubble for you and you were stepping back out that bubble. Stepping out that bubble, mate, and going back into the world where I'd left a lot of shit and a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of obviously created a lot of shit for myself and I was stepping back into that world. But I had to see it in a different light. Yeah. You know, I had to see it as, there's opportunity there. It's not about gambling. It's not about addiction. It's not about. It's there's opportunity there to go and build and use what the Marines have gave you, the the tools that they've gave you, and the experience and and that to go and build. And that's what I used for becoming a personal trainer, mate. And that's when obviously I met you in Pure Gym, mate. And yeah. That, that time to two thousand and seventeen. It would have been October. That's when I joined. So I know the date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, obviously, when I joined there, mate, to become a person when I met you and you said that this guy, I had all this experience from my past, mate, that I used because I was com- out into this world and I thought, I was fuck all when I went out of the Marines in this fucking world that we're in, this, uh, the, the society we're in now, the civilian society. I said, I'm going to come back out and I'm going to be somebody this time. I'm not going to be the insecure wee boy that I was. Yeah. I'm both coming in with a mindset of being a Royal Marine and I'm going to use all the, the values, the ethos, the determination, the grit, the grit, the desire to go and be a personal trainer and learn and fucking use everything from my past, basically, mate, to go and make something and, and obviously uh, be the personal trainer that I was in pure gym because I really enjoyed it to be honest. I enjoyed fucking getting stuck in. Yeah. I I know I I shit on pure gym a lot. <laughs> I do, but it was fun, wasn't it? It was a good laugh. Yeah, it was, mate. It was a good, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like I said, the Royal Marines as well gave me a platform. The pure gym also gave me a platform to build 
a business. He built a different identity to be a personal trainer. And he gave me, obviously, and yourself, a full gym with loads of members that you could go and talk to. You could go meet, you could do classes. Yeah. Class with 30 people in front of you. You could apply what you've learned and your experiences for in life in that gym. Obviously, we're giving them something back, 15 hours of free time, but MD's listening. MD wants anything out of their life, then you've got to have to do stuff for free. Yeah. You've got to, have to fucking do the dirty work. You've got to have to get your sleeves rolled up and get in about it because you're not going to get in for fuck all. Do you know what I mean? You, I, totally agree. I, mean, I even look at it like sometimes, um, like you say, it's, it's free, but he, even I get that now. Like, for example, with the online coaching and stuff, and I might be spending time, you know, even like writing content, reaching out to people, chatting to people, and I'm like, I'm not getting paid for any of this. Yeah. But that mindset is such a shit mindset to be in because if I if I keep telling myself that, I'm going to talk myself out of doing it. But that's what builds a business. So I I I I now speak to PTs now and they go, oh, if I don't know about pure gym, I have to give them 15 hours of my time, and I'm like. But it's 15 hours. I mean, what are you going to be doing that time anyway? And then it's in a busy gym, massive platform where you can reach out, you can speak to hundreds of people. And then I always say, there's six, like I said at the start, I knew a lad who came in, Stuart, yeah. drafted for six months or 10 months and now runs, you know, arguably the busiest boot camp in definitely in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, that's that's from, a, from that graft. People want about 15 hours. I remember people being like, Oh, it's 15 hours for free, and it's like, but it's not. That was that was the mindset I had when I went in there. I was like, I what 15 hours for free, but I'll make you say that 15 hours. Uh, no game pure gym like they want, like running that. They gave me they're basically pulling me into the gym for 15 hours a week that I'm going to be there. And the things you had to do in that 15 hours, mate, were literally talk to members, make sure members were all right, do inductions for the gym do classes for the gym, clean the kit, check the kit, do standard checks like that. Then the rest of the time was yours on that shift to just yeah. walk about and chat to people. Chat to people and do what you should be doing, helping people in the gym, building relationships, things like I that. I think the lads use it to build up their... Doing that little challenges. So when you say it's, it's a great start for somebody like myself, you who have just passed their certificates and want to get into the business, it's probably... Why the places you should maybe go and apply your trade, but need to get in there with the mindset that I'm talking about. Because if you get in there with a different mindset that people won't go to company and pay you money, yeah, it's not got to harm. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen, mate. You need to get in there and work your buzz off, and you need to have a burning desire to make it happen. Or even with the mindset, I mean, <laughs> lads were in there using their 15 hours trying to get their jam roll and not trying to get clients. Exactly, mate. Soon I left the Marines, mate. I said to myself. I just left a relationship and it didn't work out. It was two people at two different places in their life, two people with their own shit. Because I've still, with, with all my past I created, mate, I still was dealing with a lot of stuff, even when I was in the Marines as well, like my own personal issues. And having a relationship and, and, and being out with a, a girl in a relationship as well, she still had her issues. It didn't work either. So I was in a, I just, I was just coming out of a relationship when I was joining Pure Gym as well. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't working. And I said to myself, do you know what? I'm not going to get involved with any women. I'm not going in here. I'm not even going to fucking look the women road their own in here. I'll talk to them purely in the sense that I want business off them. And I wasn't getting near women for fucking the last two or three years, mate, where I've built my businesses. Yeah. I've yeah. worked on myself. Worked on my business, worked on my own fucking insecurities, worked on my own fucking success, mate, and built myself up and went in with that mindset of no women. Monk mode, I called it. I call it. So just complete monk mode, mate. Where yeah, yeah. Solely focusing on yourself and building your business and building you. Then you can, when you're squared and you've sorted yourself out and you've sorted all the, the, the things that are going on in your head and you're working on yourself and you're building a, a business, when that starts coming to fruition, then you can start enjoying or inviting or bringing people into your life who complement your life. Like, yeah, you're mate, totally. like a woman or a man and they complement your life and they add something to it and you steady, what can they give me? It's what can you just give each other? Aye, you know, 100%, how's, this, yeah, yeah. How's, this, how's this going to work? You can't well, rely on them to make you happy. 
That's where I was at when I went to Pure Jimmy. I was coming out and I said to myself, this is why I didn't get down that route. What you're saying is PTAs or women. I was like, women, it wasn't a no-go for me. I had to sort myself out and sort my business and sort my own personal life out leaving the Marines and make something. I had a spot on that, man. It was not Will Smith said that. He was like, you should rely on your partner to make you happy. Like, you should be happy. They should be happy. And then you should share that happiness. But you can't rely on them to sort you out. And I think that's the thing with relationships, mate. I speak about this. I'm speaking about this now in my own own pages, my own thoughts about, obviously, dating, relationships. I know we're getting a off topic here, but I think that's what many people forget, mate, is when you're getting in a relationship, you need to think, would I date myself? You need to look at yourself in the mirror and go, would I date myself personally? Yeah, yeah. Your answer should determine, your answer should determine whether you're a dating or you're looking for a relationship or you have to still do the work on yourself. So whether that's what I say to myself, I go, would yeah, I date myself? Not, not, not just how I look, but emotionally, mentally, financially, yeah. would I date myself? And my answer, if it's yes, then I should be dating. I should be open to a relationship. If my answer's no, then I should, be working on, I should be working on myself, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. I this like that, a, man. That's a very good question. And I always say, mate, now it's like I read uh, a couple of books, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of You and Becoming Supernatural. Right? Back at the time when I started speaking about, speaking about my addiction and my past to help people on the Body Fit page, I read a couple of books back then. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, in his book, when it comes to relationships and looking for your ideal partner, your perfect partner in the world, or wherever in the fucking universe, he says, write down 10 things that you want in that ideal partner. He says, when you've wrote the 10 things down, you become the 10 things. Oh, okay. Do you get me? So, for instance, if you write down, I want my partner to be confident, sexy, wealthy, loyal, integrity, truthful, then the only reason you're going to get a partner like that is if you are that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you write your list for your partner, you need to become your, that list that you've wrote. It's like law of attraction, mate. Yeah, yeah. Know? Like that. At the end of the day, things with relationships, they never work out because when people are in a state of fear, a state of frustration, anger, all these sorts of emotional things for the past, what I had, and they've no dealt with them, I let go of them, they then start seeing life through the past, the future life through that lens. Does that make sense? And yeah, that yeah, then totally. into a relationship with that other person. And then the insecurities then arise and it erupts like a volcano. So it's always important to ask yourself that question. I said, mate, would you date yourself or would you be in a relationship That's with your And your, an- your answer should be determine where you should go and in, 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 in that yeah. date. What you, should, what you should be up to. What you should be up to. Where your priorities should be. Where your priorities should be. Yeah, man. I went a wee off track about dating and relationships. Did, but I liked it. It was <laughs> definitely some good nuggets in there. <laughs> so, but it's, that's, that's some of the stuff I've started speaking about, mate, because in my past, I always had problems with relationships, with girlfriends and being an insecure man and, 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 and just never having a fucking good, solid relationship with a woman or just go good, solid relationships with family members. Or, and it's all done to where you're at in yourself, yeah. mate, how you feel in yourself. You need to do the work on yourself first. Do you know what I mean? Because if you don't, you're going to attract that fucking fear into your life. That that same feeling that you're feeling, that attracts into your life. That's yeah. why that, that that's the biggest takeaway I've got for relations. Do the self work, mate. Do the work. I, mean, I totally agree with law of attraction as well. I totally agree. I used to pure turn my nose up at it. Like fuck off. But uh, I think I, it's I think it's sold it's not sold right, mate. I, it, it's sold on the basis that you just need to think positive the day. You just need to think that you're I, going to touch them or you just need to think that you're that beautiful partner who's got all these good fight these good qualities that you want to go to walk into your life but you've no done for quality days ever you the, the, the whole message is wrong it's the law of attraction what's mate if you become the law of attraction yeah yeah i, I tell you you have to act the way you want you have to act and put in action like if you want like we've just spoke about there if you want that perfect partners positive wealthy confident sexy 
Well, you have to become well for yourself. You have to become confident. You have to become fucking, do you know what I mean? You have to become these things that you want because yeah. a confident, wealthy, sexy, fucking wholesome person isn't going to go with an insecure person who's got a mindset of scarcity, are they? Yeah, yeah, totally, man. So that's why people have got the law of attraction wrong because they're sitting in the couch thinking, I want to win the lottery or I want to make money. I want to start a business. Well, You've done the right thing. Think yeah. about that. Now, how do you go about it? And now, now do the action. How do the action? Like, if anybody's watching this today, mate, and they want to be a PT or a coach, there's loads of fucking PT coaches out there. There's loads of people who, like for myself, if you want to be a boot camp, you want to run a boot camp, you just have to look at my model and copy what I've done. It's no rocket science. Do you know what I mean? It's something that... Every- it's something that you're doing at the moment. You're doing online coaching. You're just yeah, using yeah. a model that's worked for somebody else and putting your own personality on it. Totally, man. Totally. Put your own service. And I think that's one of the biggest things in life, mate, when it comes to success. Anybody who's been successful or anybody that's somewhere you, where you want to be, they've left a blueprint of, of that fucking journey. Just go, and get it. just go and knock their door and just go and ask them how they're doing. I probably want to talk to you because... It might even tackle their ego a wee bit to talk about it, how successful they are. Oh, fuck, hi, mate. Exactly. exactly. It's like, people are out there, it's just whether you've got the balls to go and speak to people and communicate and trap doors and want to be successful and want to make, uh, want to become a better version of yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it comes down to People go, well, how do you get this mindset and that? It's no, it's just like, well, to just be better, mate, and no fucking accept that I don't want to be this anymore, I think, for myself. Like, I still, obviously, I speak about where I've came from and being a Marine and being a trainer and doing the, the coaching. I still sit down and go, right, what's, where do I want to go next? Where do yeah. I, what's my vision? What's my five-year vision? Where do I see myself? Where do I see myself? Who do I, who do I want to step in and become? And that list of the person who ideal partner, mate, I'm still working on that. Yeah, yeah. Why I'm still... Single because that list I'm still working on it. I'm not yeah, going man. to enter, I'm not going to enter into a relationship with somebody, a, a partnership with somebody that I don't want to be because I know the things that I am. Are you that, just, like, all the, the messages going to get now, mate. Saying you're single, we have about fifty DMs. Don't, 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 don't worry, mate. I'm I'm happy. I'm single and happy, mate. I'm just enjoying life and working on my my list, mate. So if anybody's listening. Write a list of the 10 things that you want in your partner and then start to become that list yourself and watch your life change. Not just you're attracting the right people, but you, when you start becoming confident, you start working on your body physically, mate, you start <coughs> in gym, doing the, the reps, doing the work, you start feeling better, you start attracting better things. You start, if you're a man watching this, you start having more options with women because you're in better shape. If you're a woman, you just, Get more options. You've made options as well because you're physically better shape. Do you know what I mean? Confidence and, and self belief and stuff. Like that. Confidence and self belief. life becomes it opens up to you, mate, when you start working on yourself um, massively. Then the self work should never stop, mate, massively. And I think the biggest thing for me, mate, is just reading. I read every day. I listen. Yeah, to yeah. Every, day, every single day, mate. Every day without fail. I, I take in some information just to push me forward. They give me different ideas. I need to get a list of books off you. Ah, you've your top I mean, ten. But don't don't have to I'll, just I'll, I'll text you. Tell, you need to tell me your top ten books. Yeah, yeah. Post cool. up, right, right, guys. This is Stuart's top ten books. Read them. The, the, the books, like if you're talking about some books, mate, that that changed my like. For, if you're talking about self help, the power of positive thinking, mate. That was the first ever uh, self help book I read. I didn't know what a self help book was, yeah. mate. Yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know about reading half the, the the problems that were going on in my head, mate, is because I didn't know the knowledge and understand what was going on in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A book like The Power of Positive Thinking gives you a different perspective on life. You can it's start, funny you say that because you, you can start thinking differently. The more successful people I speak to, the more I learn that successful people go to therapy. Not because they need it, but because they want to know why they think the way they think. They want to know how they click. They want to know what motivates them. They just want to, yep. they just want yeah, to understand their brain so they can then just optimize it and become. That's how. That's how I've, I've thought. Just dominate man. things. Why? Why do I do what I do? 
why am I doing what I'm doing? Why have I fought the way yeah. I fought? I've dissected it all through. Why was I addicted? Why was I gambling? Why was I conditioned? Why was I doing that? Why was my emotions like that? And it was just putting bits out of my past and things and, and putting the put connecting the dots, as I like to call it, mate, to understand why I yeah. do things. I'm like, you, everything your vision opens up to you in life and you start to put things together and realise, oh, shit, that's why I've done that. And it's just because you never did knowledge. You didn't you, understand. You didn't understand. Or you were getting maybe conditioned through society. You were getting socially conditioned. And you just didn't know. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. And that's massive in the days of the, the, the days age, mate, like socially conditioned. Yeah, like social media and stuff yeah. like that. Social media, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? Think of the amount of problems that social media causes, mate. Like people, people comparing themselves. Like I think it's like myself and you, mate. When you go on social media and you something I don't do, mate, is I don't look at other coaches, I don't fucking uh hide people or the stories, I don't look at MDs. Social medias, I, I don't like any coaches except for people who are um, listening to that particular moment to get valuable information off them. Mm. So I'm a content creator because I know, like before and past, it's when you start comparing yourself to say another coach who's doing well in their business and he's getting a lot of clients, he's making a lot of money, and you're maybe going through a wee tough patch and you start going, Yeah. Okay, no do this or and they might have been doing that well. What's he doing different for me? Or yeah. what's he got he got something different for me? Or why is people like so it's all these wee things that you need to switch off to and just focus on your own journey and cut out the noise. Yeah. I can tell my clients through. I'm like, as soon as they join the team, I'm like, right, go on social media and everyone you think's motivation, they're not unfollow them. Yeah. Like all these physiques. I did the same thing. I went through my Instagram and I unfollowed every. If I opened my Instagram and somebody triggered me, I was like, nah, unfollow. I'm yeah. not having that. I'm just. That, that's exactly it, mate. If somebody triggers you and just delete them. And the thing I've is. I've got a mate who sends me, like, he's like, oh, look at so and so said. I obviously won't say any names on their Instagram. And I'm like, mate, why don't you follow them? Like, all you do is send me angry messages about what somebody else is saying. And I was like, I don't need this in my life. It's like, and it's pointless, mate, because all you're doing is what you said there, mate. You're triggering yourself, you're triggering your own stress, you're fucking just because you don't even need to look at it. You see, if you just concentrate on your own house, yeah, and build that up, then you'll know of a problem. You'll may have a problem with people like who are watching your content and who are hating on you and who want to come in and tear you down. This is what happens. Do you know what I mean? I get I've had that a few times, mate, start my journey. And on my journey, for leaving the Marines, mate, to yeah, start the boot camp, start talking on video, start talking on my page. You gather people who are not got to like that, who are yeah. got to feel insecure, who are got to feel inf- inferior or whatever. You're and also, are obviously ruffling their insecurities because yeah. you're starting to move forward. And this is what happens when MD gets on a self a personal development journey, weight loss, just becoming a better version of herself. It's the closest people run about them and get the the, the insecurities first and foremost because right. what's happening here this is upsetting apple cut why is, why do you need to diet why do you all yeah. these questions why do you need to do this you look fine yeah yeah and that's that's where it starts mate it starts at home first yeah it does and, man then the more obviously you grow and evolve and get if you go bigger and you're using platforms then obviously it multiplies so it does so it's obviously if you're going to go on that journey become just understand that no everybody's what I see you do well that's just part and parcel of life and I don't yeah. and one of these things I've adopted mate I don't give a fuck anymore mate I just speak my mind I don't care who doesn't like me I don't care fucking at all mate I don't care anymore mate I've adopted this attitude where I just don't give a fuck anymore mate yeah mate that's it just see on my, my pages and that, I'm just speaking how it comes mate I'm just speaking how it comes People like it, people don't like it. That's life. No, everybody's got to like you, mate. Yeah. Simple as that. It's one of the things you just need to go on, mate. Who cares? Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody's in their own wee bubble, mate, aren't they? It's like 100%. I think social media and this whole age, mate, has just created a, a, an age where we just think about ourselves, think about our problems. It doesn't matter what you're doing on social media, putting a picture up, hey, your, 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 I don't know, your fucking new BMW. That you've just got to fight. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's just for your own instant gratification. Yeah. 
You just went and bought that Mola and bought a white cruise, so I fucking flat just for your own instant gratification because I don't give a fuck. There's, <laughs> there's, there's other 600 people who are following you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's nobody cares, mate, except for herself. And this is something that's took me a long time. Not to understand, but you know, I just get out of my own head and I start thinking, what's going on in that person's head? Why are they doing that? I don't think about myself. I just think about other people and why they're doing things. And I yeah. don't take it personally. Do you know what I mean? For somebody's hating on me or somebody's calling me an arsehole or somebody's uptight or somebody's giving me loads of compliments, I'm just thinking, what's, get, what's actually going on in their head? Yeah, what are you I take myself out of the equation now. Aye, what the, what, what's, 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 happening with, what's happening in their life? Yeah, mate. Something I tried on so just lately, mate, was being social on social media. So people who I didn't know, I would just go in and comment on their, their, their content or their pictures and I just see what the response was, and you would be a mat. You would be surprised being social on social media. People respond back positively, mate. Because I, 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 I don't think I did the same thing. Messaging, and it wasn't like I wasn't messaging just oh good. I was actually reading, and if I liked it, I would comment on it. It's unpositive. Yeah. Um, Nerve. No, it's hard. We made that person's day as well doing that. What? Well, we made that person's day as well doing that. Right, exactly, mate. It was it's just nice a, getting comments at and stuff. It's just uh, an experiment, mate, just to see. And like, then when you go on an art experiment, you just like everybody's photos on your Instagram, just like them. Yeah. Then they'll start liking yours back. Yeah. This, is a, this is the day and age we're in. Like for like. Yeah, or, literally, follow for follow. If you be genuine, then you'll build more connections in their community instead of just. I'm liking your photo because I want you to like me back, or I'm commenting because I want you to yeah, man. being genuine in it and, and getting out there. Aye, we're, we're getting right into some conversations here, mate. <laughs> I know it's smiling. They're like, it's a good one, though. Good conversations. Um, yeah. I was going to say something, but it's completely gone from my head. I suppose I was just going to say you're talking about not giving a fuck. I used to worry so much about swearing on my Instagram. Yeah. But then, when I tried to not swear, because it's just how I think, yeah. I ended up being, it came across as, like, I, the best way to do is, when you hear somebody on Instagram and they're swearing, and I'm like, you don't do that on a regular basis, and you're just trying to be like James Smith or something. You're just trying to be, and it just, it comes across uncomfortable. Yeah. I was getting the opposite, and I was like, I need to stop this. I need to just be myself and just talk the way I talk. And just- it ended up getting better responses from people because I was just being me and I wasn't worrying about what they were thinking. Just being authentic, mate. That's it. Just be yourself. Because when look, too many people, it doesn't matter if you don't be authentic or you be authentic. People are not going to be like you for being yourself anyway. And they're not going to like you for being the person yeah. you're trying to be. So it's in, you're just in a new, a, a lose, you're just in a lose situation, mate. Try to be somebody you're not. Yeah. Because people are not going to like you just anyway. And then when you be who you are, People are still not going to like you as well because you're just being who you are. But they'll like you better being authentic because the people who do like you are like you for who you are. Yeah, man. That sense, if that makes sense, we'll explain that, right? No, definitely. Uh, nugget. This is fucking, this is full nuggets, man. Right, I suppose the last question I'll give you then is typical, typical question. Um, if you could go back, let's say you could go back five years or even back to your younger self uh, before you joined the Marines, what would you tell yourself? Firstly, I'd fucking slap myself. <laughs> Good luck fucking kicking the balls, mate, to be honest. I'd tell myself, mate, I'd say to myself, don't give up, mate. Don't let MD's opinion determine your reality. Go on and... I Don't give up, mate, and don't let MD's opinion determine your reality. Don't let MD tell you you're not good enough in life. Just go on and make the life that you know and... and and, and go and do the best that you can do back again and don't give up your dream, basically. I would get back and say, don't give up. Go and see where it takes you instead of letting somebody's aye, opinion determine your reality. So for anybody who's obviously listening, mate, that's my message. Don't give up. Don't just settle for fucking a 95 job. If you want to become a, a personal trainer or you want to fucking start a, a, a business, I don't know, fucking blogging on Instagram with, with meals, start it and do it and, and don't let anybody tell you you can't do for call because you can do whatever you want. I genuinely believe that, mate, you can do whatever you set your mind to. Yeah. Just, with, just with me becoming a Marine, mate, didn't want to be a Marine, 
didn't have the mindset to be in, but I wanted it because it was fuck all else for me and I set my mind to it, I set my task for it. Same when I became a personal trainer, set my mind to it, I done it. Same when I started the boot camps, I'm going to build a fucking big boot camp, I've done it. And it's everything else. And I always use that. Don't let MD tell you, guy. They fuck all you. Mate, and the more, the more, the more you've achieved, the more you you're you're be, achieving. You be your own motivator, mate. You be, you clap for yourself and and, and go and fucking make something of your life, mate. That's that's what I would tell myself when I was there back then. There's nothing to stop you going on and achieving what you want. So I think you're snowballing as well, man. In terms of like, in, in terms of success, that the more you achieve. The bigger you achieve in terms yeah. of just what you just said there for yourself, like you started off, you know, Met. football and then the Marines and then you know the book, the, the PT, the boot camp, and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, a, it's, a men- it's momentum, mate. So when you achieve just a wee small thing that gives you the confidence to go, do you know what? I can, I've just done that, I can, I can achieve something bigger now. Then when you achieve that other little thing, it's like in business, when things compound there over time then it creates that confidence and things get bigger and you get bigger and you expand as a person, you have more knowledge, you you, you you just feel that whatever you take on, whether you fail, whether you achieve it, you've got to learn for it and it's not what to hold you back. Yeah. So the more, you, the more I've been successful, mate, the more I've achieved, the more I've believed in myself to go and achieve what I want in your life and, and have an impact for myself and for other people and to build a life that I want to live, to be honest, and, and live like just now. So aye, it's, that's my message, mate. My message of this um, podcast is, uh, the, the final message for the question you asked is, don't let MD's opinion determine your reality going, going after your dreams, no matter how fucking wild they may, see be, they may seem, because as Big Les Brown says, shoot for the moon, yeah, you must. You'll hit, you'll hit the stars, mate. As he says. Yeah, mate. One of my favourite motivational speakers, mate. I used to. Listen, I used I'm to fucking pumped up right now. I'm good to go. I, I used to listen to him, mate, when I was going through my toughest times in life, mate. Like, yeah. What a motivational speaker, mate. Always rings in my head, mate. Listen to him every single day, no matter how hard it gets. I'm going to make it. I used to just make 20, 20, 20 year old. 19-year-old listen to the words before I joined the Marines, mate. You only understand words are powerful, mate. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Big time, big time. So, happy days, mate. Happy days. Wait, I'll click the record off. Yeah. Where's my button? <laughs>